What's up? Welcome to the Fit Trials Podcast. I'm Tori. I'm an online fitness coach possessed by cultivating fitness transformations. I take the exhausted, tried everything individual and breed them into a healthy lifestyle machine. With guest appearances from other entrepreneurs in all industries, we tackle the trials and tribulations of fitness and business together and have a little fun in between. So if you're ready to level up, let's dive in. What's up, Pod Squad? Welcome back to another episode of the Fit Trials Podcast. My name is Tori, and I'm so excited to have you here on the air with me, wherever you are in your car, in your shower. If you are naked, it doesn't matter because I can't see you. But before we jump into my seven tips for eating healthy on a budget, I got to get something off my chest. And that is, I as a fitness trainer, hate protein shakes. I said it. I hate protein shakes. I think they are slimy. I think they're creamy and weird. And if you feel the same way, I have good news for you, my friend. I put together a guide, a a protein powder recipe booklet, if you will, that has seven protein recipes that do not involve a nasty creamy shake. And lucky for us, they are very uh, dessert inspired because I have a thing for desserts. It's a very normal. I'm working through it. Um, I go to meetings every week. Just kidding. Um, And if you would like that protein recipe booklet, it's really easy to get. All you have to do is rate and review this podcast, screenshot your review, because sometimes I don't know who has reviewed it based off of screen names. Um, Send that screenshot to me over DM on Instagram, and I'll send you that freebie straight to your phone or email. So if you want that, just a repeat rate and review, screenshot your review, <laughs> screenshot your review, send it to me over Instagram and bada bing, bada boom. You never have to have a protein shake in your life. You are welcome. All right, let's get into my seven tips for eating healthy on a budget. Number one, the one that falls on deaf ears every single time is go with a plan. Don't just write it down on a post-it note that you got off the side of your refrigerator. Separate your grocery list into categories. So this is what I do. I separate my categories into protein, veggies, fruit, complex carbs, or grains, if you will, fats, snacks, and staples. And I actually don't have to write these separately. I just naturally write my grocery list this way nowadays because I've developed that as a habit. It's one of the habits that I teach my clients when they work with me. And if you notice, all of those things are typically found on the outside aisles of the store. So tip number two is hang out on the outside aisles. You've probably heard this before, but as far as budget goes, Produce is a lot cheaper than boxed and packaged items most of the time, and it's more nutrient-dense shopping this way. Now, what I mean by nutrient-dense, a lot of people say healthy. I don't really like to use that word. I like to say nutrient-dense, but if I were to say this podcast was called Seven Tips for Eating Nutrient-Dense on a Budget, people would be like, um, what? What does that mean? (laughs) So nutrient-dense is what I like to say instead of healthy. So While hanging on the outside aisles is a great idea, 
Don't forget about convenient nutrient-dense packaged items like microwavable rice or even dry grains that you can make in big batches like oats, rice, quinoa, those that hang out on the inside aisles. And don't forget about frozen the frozen section. You know, fruits and veggies hang out there. Those are really cost-effective. Sometimes the thing that is convenient, like microwavable rice, might be a tad more expensive, like $1 or $2, but... In my world, time is money, and I will pay an extra buck or two if it means I don't have to spend an hour waiting for rice to cook in a crock pot. I don't know about you. So tip number three is remember to utilize the packaged items that you can find in the middle of the store, too. Tip number four, there is a cost of convenience, right? There's duality in everything. The $8 McDonald's or $6 you spend on Starbucks every morning might not be serving you nutrient-wise or budget-wise. If you eat out, let's say, five times a week, and each of those meals costs $10 to $20, you do the math, that's $200 to $400 a month. What could you buy with an extra $200 to $400 a month? Think about how you could invest in yourself with that kind of purchasing power, like hiring Tori Murphy as your trainer. I hear she's pretty good. (laughs) So I have the same breakfast every day for example. Eggs and toast is basically what I have every single morning without fail. And that cost me maybe $2 and five minutes in the morning. So tip number four is cook at home. Number five, recognize the cost-friendly food sources. Let's take protein, for example. Eggs are by far the cheapest purest source of protein that you can get. A whole carton of eggs is roughly two to four dollars, depending on how bougie you are about your eggs. Um, You can get egg whites in a carton separately, and that'll cost a little bit more, but for it to be just pure egg whites, um, I'd say it's a pretty good deal, especially if you don't really want to take the time to crack eggs separately and separate out the yolks. So eggs are a really, really good cost-friendly protein source. Beans are also great. They're roughly $2 a can, depending on the kind that you get. And those are loaded with protein and complex carbs, and they're full of fiber. So those are a great protein source as well. More expensive sources are going to be things like red meats. Um, So just recognize the cost-friendly food sources, um, especially protein, because that's typically where the bulk of your grocery bill is going to go. Tip number six, find consistency in one or two meals or snacks per day. Not only does this help with calorie moderation, but lack of intention comes at a price, you guys. If you're trying to have all kinds of meals and snacks throughout the week and you want to go out to eat and you want to order pizza because you're tired after work and you want to buy drinks for your friends on happy hour Tuesday because damn it, Larry earned it. He worked hard this week. Two things are happening when you do this. Number one, food at home goes to waste. And number two, you are getting lazy calories, calories that might not be conducive to your goals. You're probably low on protein or you're getting empty calories from alcohol, or you're going into an unwanted caloric surplus from having an excess of fat, hello pizza, and so on and so forth. So tip number six is find consistency in one or two meals or snacks per day. I'll give you an example. I always have the same breakfast every single day, not because I'm obsessed with it, but because I really 
have stuff to do. I got stuff to get done and it takes a very small amount of time. And I don't really like to spend a long time making breakfast in the morning because I have so much I want to get done. Um, and I have the same snack every day as well. I usually have an apple and either a jerky stick or hard boiled eggs or string cheese. It's, it, kind of rotates carousels between those three. But because I have consistency in those things, I know exactly what I need to buy at the store all the time. And those, what is it? Five, six things are pretty cost effective. Bread is incredibly cheap. I buy sourdough every single week. Eggs we've already discussed. Apples are incredibly cheap as well. And string cheese jerky, also very cost effective. So find consistency in one or two meals or snacks per day. Tip number seven, last but not least, optimize where you shop. I have gotten snacks in bulk from Amazon for a lot cheaper than what I would find at the store. Grocery shopping at Target, I've noticed, is way more expensive than, say, Sprouts. And Target already gets so much of my income, I feel like I need to distribute. (laughs) Um, Utilize online sources as well as comparing the consistent items you shop for among different stores. So if you find that cheese is a little bit more expensive at, I'll use Target again as an example, if cheese is more expensive at Target and a little more cost-effective at, say, Sprouts or Trader Joe's, then you might as well consistently get your cheese from the cheaper source, right? Costco is great. I do not have a membership to Costco. There's not one very close to my house, but um, that's a dishwasher. (sighs) This would happen in the middle of the podcast. When's it going to end? Wow, that was the longest like dishwasher ending tune I've ever experienced. I'm totally not editing that out. That's hilarious. Okay, so let's recap the seven tips. Number one, Go in with a plan. Separate out your list into categories, protein, veggies, fruit, complex carbs or grains, whatever you want to call it, fats, snacks, and staples. Number two, hang out on the outside aisles. Produce is a lot cheaper than boxed and packaged items most of the time. Number three, still utilize convenient packaged items that save you time, but still help towards your nutrient goals. Number four, cook at home. If there are certain meals that you can save money and time by cooking at home, do so. Number five, recognize the cost-friendly food sources. Protein is a big one. That's where the bulk of your grocery bill goes. Number six, find consistency in one or two meals or snacks per day and stick to it. And number seven, optimize where you shop. You are in control of your budget. You are in control of your food. Act like it. That is all for my seven tips for eating healthy on a budget. Once again, if you would like to receive my Escape the Shake protein powder recipe booklet, rate and review, send me a screenshot, and it will head your way. Have a good one, you guys. Ciao for now.